Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to uh, Vineyard Community Church as we continue on and actually finish up a series we've been doing for a long time called Developing a Disciple's Hearts. We're, we're 32 weeks. This is the 32nd message in this series. Never done a message series this long ever. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you are glad I'm wrapping it up. But uh, I've... Uh, my hope is that in, in the midst of doing this much time and breaking through the verses that we've broken through, it's taken this long because there's seven sections of scripture and we've been tearing them apart a verse at a time, to end up with something that I'm going to talk about tonight, which is an actual primer, an actual tool that you can use on a, what my hope would be a daily basis that will help you get closer to God. We said that's what it's all about. This whole thing is about getting closer to God, that so many things in our life, uh, in our culture, we sort of push a button and they come at us, but our relationship with God is different and we have to nurture it and develop it and spend time with Him and that in that we, we experience the full and abundant life that He has for us. And so that's what this entire series has been about and, and it's what we're going to plug back into again today. But before we do and, and get busy with this little primer, um, my, my little story comes early and uh, I thought you might like this. I actually saw a little documentary on geese, you know. And have you ever noticed how geese fly in that V formation? And have you ever wondered why one side is always longer than the other? There's more geese on that side. <laughs> I laughed for like 20 minutes in my office when I got that one. I knew you would hate it, and uh, I enjoyed it all the more. There's more geese on that side. <laughs> You're already thinking of ways you might be able to use it. The scripture reading for today and, uh, is really how we started this whole thing. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And blessed be the word of the Lord. When we started this series, I said to you that really to me, that um, statement that Jesus made there about what's the most important thing, the greatest commandment, what's the most important thing in life, started this whole series. He said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that, to me, that's the foundation for living as a disciple. And I said there were three things out of that that we needed to concentrate on. Loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves. And from that, we would develop this primer of seven sections, the first three of which were about loving God, the second three of which were about loving others, the last one is about loving ourselves well. And that we would um, talk about uh, how all that worked together over the course of weeks, which we did, and that we would uh, end up with, uh, hopefully, like I said, a tool that you can use. And it's, it's done. The, the actual Disciples Heart Primer is finished. It's on the website. If you go to JesusMoment.com, and on the right side of that page, you will see it says Disciples Heart Primer Morning and Disciples Heart Primer Evening. It's all set up for you there to help you, guide you through this 15 minutes or so every day in the morning, another five minutes at night that we talked about. Uh, it's got little spots for you to journal, and that's what we'll be talking about today, where you can just type right into the, the whole deal there, and then it, at the, you hit a button at the end, and it emails that only to you. It's absolutely private. No one will ever see it. I run that website. I can't see it. It goes just to you, and you can look at it later on in the day and reflect and 
say you've done. So if you want to use it as a tool, it is indeed available to you. It takes these seven sections of Scripture that we've spent all this time talking about, and it puts them together, and it asks, in effect, sort of seven questions, or gets you prepared for seven things to help us throughout the day. The first three sections um, are about really drawing closer to God, and so we're, gonna, we're just going to do a quick review of each one. The first part in your note should be this. Point one, and we talked about it, is, is to get focused. To get focused. And when you do this as a primer, what you're to ask yourself is this. It's the first thing that you get on is what's going on today? What, what's, what's up with today? What do I have, you know, what's on my mind already? Um, if you're like me, perhaps when you wake up, I'm not really thinking about a whole lot of stuff from behind. I've talked about that. But it's very easy for me to start thinking about the day. And the day can come on me like that. And all of a sudden, it will sort of overwhelm me. So one of the things that I found that really helps me is to actually um, take those thoughts right there in the beginning of the day and I just kind of jot them down somewhere. I do it now on on the computer, but before I would just write them down. What's already on my brain that seems like it's going to be distracting the day? What is it that I really need to get to? What is it that's already popped into my mind as being sort of uh, something that has to happen today or is going to get, you know, sort of overwhelm me? Whatever. What's going on today? That's my, what are my thoughts first thing in the morning? What is it that I woke up thinking about, if anything? What's going on? I write those down. And then I think about these verses in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, the very first chunk that we looked at. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I start, I think about those verses, I start to meditate on those verses there in the throne room of God. We talked about each one of those verses and what it meant. It helps me to get really focused in on the Lord And then in that whole process, I I start thinking, okay, what is it that's going on? Is there anything trying to distract me right now? What's a big deal? What do I need to take care of? God, where where do I want God to help me? What situations are going on? Because I'm right there in the throne room of God in his presence. And I just take a minute or two, and I I try and answer that question. What's going on today? And the primer starts, thinking about those verses and the throne room and the most holy place and all that that means in the process. Then... So I've got that down. Now, I want to get thankful. That's the second part. Because I know uh, how important it is to be thankful. Being thankful is one of the most important things you can every day. Getting that attitude right early in the day will change the rest of your day. And you need to get it right from the beginning. So I've already been thinking about stuff. And sometimes I can get sort of out of focus pretty quick. So now I want to think about all the neat stuff that I'm thankful for. And there's always something to be thankful for. Always. And I, I, I always try and get at least five things that I'm thankful for. And in this spot in the primer, in the tool, there's a box. I encourage you to really think about five things that you're thankful for and to write them down. And then if you can, you can share them with others. And there's a way to do that. You just copy and paste. And at the end of it, there's another button you push. And you can put it on our website where people go every day and, and share what they're thankful for. And it's kind of a neat little site. I wish more of you would, would tap into that because it's a very uplifting um, site to help you stay thankful throughout your day. 
So we want to think about at least five things that we're thankful for, and these verses help us to do that in Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I roll those verses through my mind. And then I think about everything that I'm thankful for. And it, and it just changes my attitude immediately. Because it's so much better to think about what you're thankful for than to get focused on anything else. And it reminds you of the love that God has for you and it allows you to pour that love back out on him. Remember these first three are really about us getting connected with God in the busyness in the midst of everything that's going on in our lives. So we're getting focused, we're there in the throne room and then we start thinking about all the things that we're thankful for in our lives. Then we move on into the third part which is get connected. And, and this is the uh, time of prayer. It's a time to um, get, you know, your, your prayer focus now, your requests, uh, anything else that's going on. And again, in the primer, there's another little spot to write these things down. And, and uh, I, I've already had some thoughts earlier um, because they were on my mind and I jotted those down and maybe some of the things I'm thankful for need to be prayed for. Prayed for. And then if you hopefully will think back on our teaching, I, I went through the Lord's Prayer and I broke it down into five sort of um, areas in the Lord's Prayer that we need to pray through. And, and I do that again. I, I move into the Lord's Prayer and I start thinking about who He is and I, I thank Him for who He is and I, I just love on Him for a minute. And, and, and then I ask that His kingdom would come in me. And I, I, I just say, Lord, I want Your rule and Your reign. We said that's what the kingdom of God is in my life today. And I make a point of just stopping long enough and say, that's what I want, God. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about You. And then give us today our daily bread. I just take a moment and I begin to pray for all those things that are sort of on my heart. And some of those things, I have to tell you, I pray for pretty regularly every day. Some of the things pop up every day because I need to pray for them every day. I think I do. I don't think that's wrong. I'm not one of those people who thinks you pray for it one time and you never deal with it. I just keep bringing them back to God. And I, I get in that pattern. Anything that's on me that I want to lift up to God, I pray for my friends, I pray for my families and for their needs. I pray for my own situations and my own needs. And I put them all out there and, and I, I write all that stuff up I, I type it in now but I journal it whatever I, I want a record of it I want to I get back to it and so I, I write that stuff down and then I, I, uh, I do a little forgiveness time we taught on this how important it is God forgive me of anything that, uh, and there's always something um, and, and Lord I want to do better today and then if there's anything that I'm holding on to Lord I say Lord I'll just show me who it is so I can I, I don't want to carry that around either and I I get forgiveness taken care of. Very powerful thing in my relationship with God. And then at the last there, you know, I, I say, God, uh, about not leading us into temptation but delivering us from the evil one, I always pray this. I say, Lord, help me to see the traps and your way out. That's an everyday prayer I make at that point in time. Help me to see the trap because the traps are of worry and of fear and of anxiety. And Lord, let me see him right away. And he always makes a way out. And that's Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Uh, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
And so I'm, at this point, you should be pretty connected. You've, you've been hanging out with God. You're, you're, you know, eight, nine, ten minutes into this thing and you're, you've, you've spent some time with him. And now we, we're going to change focus a little bit. In the next three sections, we're going to really think about loving others well, about moving out there as disciples, about doing the stuff that we're called to do. We're, we're connected with God now and now it's time to get ready to get out. And, we, we, and the fourth thing that we talked about was about getting dressed getting dressed, your spiritual armor that he gives you to go out into the world and to be the people that he's called you to be. And at this point, what I, what I want to think about when I'm thinking about these things are any sort of current spiritual battles I might have, relational battles that might be going on, emotional battles, things I'm going with because I've got the armor of God now, which is powerful. I'm already connected and now I have to walk these things out. And, and one of the things that I think about at this point in time every day is I ask God to help me with two things at this point in time. I always ask him to help me to remember where the battle lies because I don't want to ever think it's flesh and blood. I want to remember that because if I think, if I let myself slip into flesh and blood, then I'm, I'm not very useful in the kingdom. And I, I always ask God too to help me stay present in his presence. That's what our next series is going to be, by the way. I ask him, God, I just, I'm connected with you now. Now I want to stay connected. I want to stay present in your presence. I don't want to wander off. I don't want my mind to get all busy. I just want to hang out with you and see where you take me in the course of a day. And, and the verses for this are Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I take that in and I remember all that we talked about and what that armor means and faith and integrity and and uh, staying connected, and loving well, and, and all that the armor means, we broke it down a piece at a time, and as I, as I pray it back on and into my life, I remember that he's got me, and that I'm covered in him, and because of that, it doesn't have to be all about me, and I can go and love well in the world around me, which is where I experience real life. The life of a disciple is the most real life that's available to us, and then Fifth thing, uh, I, I want to get encouraging. I want to get encouraging. We've talked about the ministry of current, uh, encouragement here in depth. And um, it, it goes along, I think, with being thankful, um, which makes us really connected to God. Now, and to connect others well and love others well, we want to be a people that encourage other people. And I take a moment and I, I write down for myself people that I plan on encouraging. Now, I want to be more spontaneous than that throughout the day and I hope to encourage other people. But remember, I only ever asked you to do two. But I try and plan on encouraging four or five people. I, and I write them down. I think about, okay, these are the people I want to encourage today. Sometimes it's pretty simple. They might be very immediate. You know, you always start in your families. You, if you can't encourage your families, then, then we've got a whole different issue. You start there. But, you know, maybe it's somebody that I don't see very often that I need to call. Maybe I want to encourage someone um, with a phone call, with an email, or I want to encourage someone, and I, I, I write it down so I can stick to it. 
And I think, you know, these are the people I want to encourage today. And, and that is, is passed through the filter of love we talked about, which is so important for us in each and every day out of 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I want that to stick with me all day. I want to love like that. That's how God loves. I want to get there. Not there yet, but I know what it looks like. I want to get there. I want to love like that. This selfless love that God has for us. Loving people well is what it's all about. Then, the next little step is, is, you know, step six. And we called that get her done because I like to say it. And uh, um, this is um, going out now and trying to do the next right thing. It's a reminder to get out there and remember, you know, I'm connected now and I'm, he's, he's dressed me in the armor of God and I'm going to love well and now I want to I get out there and really do this stuff. And there's two verses that I think about. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. I want to make sure that my focus is on the kingdom of God. And then he takes care of everything else. The best way to live. Normally our focus is not that. Our focus is on everything else. And then if we can slip the kingdom in, great. But he wants us to live the other way. And then he takes care of the everything else, which is a much better deal. And then Matthew seven twelve, the golden rule. So in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Uh, another big summary commandment of loving well. You treat people the way you want to be treated. Remember, we talked about that in depth. I said, not like the, the world does. Because the world treats people the way people treat them. We're called to a higher standard in the kingdom. We're always going to treat people the way we want to be treated. How they treat us is a different thing in its entirety. That's, that's between them and God. But we're going to treat people the way we want to be treated. And we've talked about what that looks like. We're going to love them well. We're going to respect them. It doesn't mean we get pushed around or let people take advantage. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not reciprocating the way they treat us, especially when they treat us poorly. We don't want to just immediately treat them poorly back. We don't get anywhere. We want to treat them well. And, and so that's part of the process. And I get those two things in my mind. So that's what I want to do today, God. See, if, if, I'm, if I'm connected to him and I'm, I'm aware of people around me, opportunities open up for me to experience the life of a disciple, the full and abundant life of a disciple. And I see God just popping into it all the time. If I'm not connected and if I'm not aware of what's going on around me, I miss it. I know that he's doing it all the time. Sometimes I'm in and sometimes I'm not. It depends on my focus and, and how connected I am. And so I, I want to I think about, okay, I just want to seek your kingdom, God, and I want to treat others the way I want to be treated this whole day. And then, and then I kind of go, and, and, and I know you're going to pop in and break through throughout the day. And I get excited about that. And then I go out and live my day. I, I, I try and stay as connected as I can. I'm, I'm, we're going to talk in these weeks ahead about staying present in the presence. I'm in the presence of God. I want to stay in it throughout the day. And, and it's a struggle because it's so easy to get distracted. Little things, little battles pop up, little, little things that just are distractions. My mind will race and I'll start thinking about stuff. And, and I don't. I want to stay present. Then at the end of the day, last point. 
get her done is the thing again, this time with a question mark and a, and a, a shrug. I try and take five minutes at the end of the day. And again, on the, on the website, there's another tool for this. It says Disciples Heart Primer Evening. And uh, in the evening, I try and go back towards the end of the day for five minutes. And, and I, I reflect on how the day went. We talked about this last week, and I, I gave you a tool called the Examine of Consciousness. And I, I said, here's a little, little model thing that you can go through. It's real quick, you know, and you, you get aware of God's presence again, and you, you get thankful again, and then you, you sort of ask God to help you take a deeper look. If you didn't catch that, you, you may want to look at last week's sermon. Um, and I, I try and, you know, think about, uh, you know, what went well today? How did I do as a disciple today? Did I, did I spend time in prayer? Did I, did I spend time in the Word? Did I get opportunities to pray for people? Did I miss opportunities to pray for people? Did I just not care about any else but me all day? You know, what did the day look like? I get as honest as I can. And I write those things down. Some, because I want to get better every day. I, and I think we share that. I mean, I wouldn't be up here. I think our heart is to get better in the Lord every day. I, I, you know, I said to you over the last couple of weeks that... Um, the only comparisons we can legitimately make are not ourselves to other people. We can just compare how we did today to yesterday. That's your comparison. How did I do today compared to yesterday? And my hope is that it's better. Sometimes it's not. And, I, and then the next day, hopefully, it's much easier to do better. But, uh, but you get the idea. And I want to get a string of those where today was, I did better than yesterday. And, and that's the comparisons that we can make. And I, I think about these verses in Hebrews 12... 1 through 3. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, tangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that we don't grow weary and lose heart. And there's back in the throne room at the end of the day, thinking about our disciples' hearts once again, staying connected to him, our focus is on him. And I, again, I, I type in whatever seems unfinished to me and I'll, I'll pick it up tomorrow. And then I told you the blessing of that is I don't have to think about it all night. And that's a, that's a great relief at the end of the day, to not have my motor running. I typed it in, it's there, I'll get back to it. And And then I hopefully enter the rest that God has for us, which is a wonderful thing. You know, part of, part of the life of a disciple is, is the rest of God and the peace of God in your life. And when, if we're not experiencing it, it means we're carrying stuff that we shouldn't carry. And so that, that gets me ready to go. And that's the end of this very long series. And my hope is that you'll, you'll, you'll do it. That's my hope. I mean, I can only put it out there and ask you to do it. And, and I, you know, I'm not going to go, oh, did you do it? But give it a try. What, and, and if you can't do it on the computer, well, you've got all the verses. Just do them there. Now they're, they're on that sheet. You can do it right there on the sheet. And if you don't want to write stuff down, don't. Just think about it. I don't care. But do it. Use it as a guide. Use it as a way to get connected throughout the day so that you can experience the full and abundant life of a disciple. Because that's what it's all about. Love God. Love others. Love yourself. 32 weeks to get us back to the beginning. But there you go. We're going to end it there for today. If you're watching by video or on, uh, on television, we're so thankful that you spent this time with us. We know how valuable your time is. If there's anything that we can, uh, 
that we can do, why don't you uh, email us and, and we'll pray for you and we'll certainly uh, see what we can do. But uh, we're going to close here for the day uh, in our message part and then we're going to, uh, here we're going to move into extended worship. But thank you for watching.